Hello and welcome to the Should Be Famous podcast. This is me, Clayton Pixton, your advocate, your friend. I'm on your side, that's all I mean by that, the adv- your advocate. Uh, happy to be doing a podcast tonight. I'm doing this on my feet, which is good for me and you and everybody because it helps me think and uh, helps uh, the thoughts that are going to be here be clear. Uh, so, although uh, there are some few, a few things in this that aren't, uh, let's say, entirely set in stone, I hardly have any, much at all set in stone, but uh, anyway, one of the big projects I've done lately, I've had a strong desire to get a lot of my music that I've done that hasn't been published and put it on some CDs that I can send out to my nieces and nephews. I've got tons of nieces and nephews now. I'm one of seven kids and uh, all but one of my siblings has uh, children of their own now. As a matter of fact, of the ones that have children, I think they all have at least two each and a couple have four and anyway uh, so we are multiplying upon the face of the earth and uh, I've had all this music and I just there's a lot that would make great bedtime music I think and uh, some stuff that would be really is really great fun music so I have four CDs one is uh, basically lullabies and that's mostly uh, Courtney and Brittany uh, mostly Courtney and then Brittany uh, did some just kind of real quick but they're nice and they're on the CD uh, that I sent out to my family today put them in the mail uh, then the other one is uh, lullabies uh, let's see no the first one's lullabies the second one is bedtime songs and uh, those are all you know guitar maybe piano songs that uh, are soft enough to be good for giving kids at bedtime and uh, and they're good ones. And then um, third one would be uh, bedtime instrumentals, and those are mostly mine uh, on piano, I guess mostly, and some guitar. Some uh, are actually orchestrated on, so they're strings and whatnot. My dog is digging in the snow, and I don't know what for. And the fourth one is uh, kid fun music. So some just some really fun songs uh, that I've got recordings of that haven't been published elsewhere. So I think they should be really... I'm excited about it, and I'm, I'm glad to finally have these sent out. I sent out some zip files. I put them up on my website server for people to download. And You know, I haven't heard of one sibling that's uh, actually managed to download it and get it onto their mp3 player so I'm trying to make it easy here I know people are busy and I I know that the CDs might end up not getting played either but you know it's just something I, I want to do and I think uh, I hope it will be a blessing to the families that receive them and uh, Olivia pointed out my daughter that uh, I should really 
she asked if I was getting any money for them. I said, no, I'm just giving them away. And she, she thought I should be getting money for them. And, uh, maybe not for my family, but uh, anyway, there's lots on there that would be good enough to, to sell. I'll think about making some of that available. I've got a lot of MP3s on my website that's freely downloadable at this time. Uh, if you were smart, you'd go there and just kind of download everything and uh, put it on a CD and enjoy it. Uh, so one of these days I'm going to crimp down and make you pay for everything. Uh, I'm not really that that way, as you know from the podcasts. Come on, dog. It's trash day and she's smelling. It's not trash day, actually. It's tomorrow. Those people are early. I don't understand early people. Okay. Um, so we've been talking a lot about... I should let some of this music play. Here's, uh, here's something from the... Um, Here's some music. Who knows what it'll be. Well, a fox went on a hunt one night Prayed for the moon to give him light Hadn't many miles to go that night Before he reached the town Oh, town, oh, town, oh Hadn't many miles to go that night Before he reached the town Oh Well, he ran till he came to a great big pen The ducks and the geese were kept therein Couple of you gonna grease my chin Before I leave this town, oh Before I leave this town oh. Well he ran the goose by the neck And he threw the duck across his back He didn't mind the quack 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 And the legs all dangling down oh Down oh, down oh He didn't mind the quack 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 And the legs all dangling down oh The noise. She stuck her head outside the door. She said, John, John, the great goose is gone, and the fox is on the town. Oh, town, oh, town, oh. John, John, the great goose is gone, and the fox is on the town. Oh. Well, he ran till he came to the fox's den. The little ones there were eight, nine, ten. Daddy, you better go back again, cause it must have been a mighty fine town. Oh. All right, 
I hope you enjoyed that, whatever I decided to stick right there. So, we've been talking about, we, I have been talking um, about Joseph Moody, uh, who's the astronomist, astronomist, astronomer, physicist, um, and some of his thoughts on physics and science and whatnot. I guess none of the thoughts were on physics specifically, but I did ask him questions about the whole gravity and acceleration thing, and we talked about last week, and it was last week, my goodness, we actually had a podcast that was, oh, about a week and a half ago is when I put it up. That's a good thing. Um, Talked about gyroscopes. If you go on the Should Be Famous website, you'll see a little animated gif of a gyroscope the little center gold thing is a spinning mass and that uh, when it's faster it spins the more stable it makes that and it's used for uh, navigation like I said and for other things uh, probably some uses that I don't know I wonder if I wonder if uh, Segways have gyroscopes on them. I don't know. It seemed like there was something else that that had used gyroscopes quite a bit. And yeah, we made it a little bit of a tie between the spinning disc and the gravity thing because the spinning disc isn't taking any energy. Whereas you try to compare, you know, the G's that we're feeling on Earth, to compare that to a rocket propelling us upward and accelerating us into space. The big difference is it takes a huge amount of energy to propel a rocket and uh, for us to sit here on Earth there's no energy getting getting used. Well it's the same thing with a spinning disc which is really that disc is accelerating. Parts of the mass of that disc is uh, changing direction. It's defying free fall. That's all acceleration is. Anything besides a path of free fall. You get this, right? Anyway, uh, so yeah, spinning disc doesn't use up energy. Of course there's friction, but disregarding that, uh, same way, and, and gravity doesn't use up energy. Um, and that's as far as we got. And there's more to go, and I was going to tell you about uh, time. Um, I'm going to wait on wait on time a little bit. Time was a thought that uh, that Brother Moody had. Brother Moody, he's a member of my church, right? So I call him brother. He's a brother. We're all brothers and sisters. So uh, yeah, I'm going to skip that for now because I want to tell you about what I was what I tipped off on last week, which was. Did I mention his name? I don't know. There's a guy named uh, Terry Warner. Okay, he lives in Provo, Utah because he teaches at BYU. He's in the philosophy department. And, uh, oh, he teaches a class or two in the psychology department, I guess, because, fall under psychology because what he does is, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Terry Warner is, uh, Basically, the reason I settled on philosophy as an undergrad degree, um, 
when I encountered the writings of some unpublished, mind you, writings of this man, I, I stuck to it like glue. I'm going to found some doggy friends. It was freezing out here. There's snow all over the ground. We've had some uh, some big snow downpours lately. And these are some dogs, uh, some chow chows that Luna barks at some dogs like mad. And these ones, she doesn't even peep. They just kind of silently run along the fence together. It's interesting the different reactions she's got to different dogs' personalities. It's just different with each one. There's, um, so, Terry Warner is a, I told you before, I only mention things on this podcast if they should be famous. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta take that back. This whole thing with Luna and the Chow Chows, I, there's nothing famous about that. Um, but Terry Warner should be famous. And uh, he, I'd say he's pretty well known. I've been thinking all day and wondering if there's a Wikipedia entry on him. I'd be kind of surprised if there wasn't. And I uh, mean to check when I uh, when I get a second to do so. But um, so Terry Warner, why am I, why am I mentioning him? Um, because there's a whole field of uh, psychology. How do I explain it. Terry Warner has uh, pioneered. Uh, some thinking um, in terms of uh, an everyday and very important phenomenon of life called self-deception. It's really something that uh, is just part of this life. I'm not... We can look at it as uh, isolated events and or something and treat it like it's something weird but uh, really the more you look at it you, you learn that it's just kind of part of how the world operates um, self-deception so how do I explain this I wrote my uh, honors thesis on on uh, the, the thoughts of Terry Warner and the, the kind of body of knowledge in general um, Psychology is, uh, with any of its present theories that I'm aware of, is pretty ill-equipped to explain why people do things that are, what they say in the field of psychology, maladaptive. That is to say, why do people do things that are bad for them? I mean, it would make sense for you to do something selfish or do something that would propagate the species if if you are one of those people who uh, likes to try to get the theory of evolution and and just tie that into every single thing we do which I think is kind of dumb but uh, sorry if you're one of those people Um, but maladaptive behavior when people do things that uh, are just bad for bad for themselves and they we, and we all do it. We all have bad, bad habits and bad uh, 
do things that aren't good for anybody else or us. They don't serve to propagate the species and they're kind of unexplainable in, in any other way except that, in fact, we are, how should I say this, this early? Let me give an example first. Um, easy one, uh, people who are in a, who tend to get into abusive relationships, okay? There's whole books about this stuff and, and there's great uh, insights and advice and everything, but why would they keep doing it? Why, what, would, what would drive them to, to continue to, to do those things? What drives a person to continue to uh, procrastinate when it does nothing but is bad for them? What, what about people who uh, get angry and let anger kind of stay with them? about something. It, it only hurts themselves. It, it does, does nothing to help you or anyone else. It doesn't help the evolution of the species. You know, it's just just bad for all around. Uh, what if you uh, are really shy or uh, in, and in effect what you're doing is in social situations, let's say you you're just not yourself and you, you hold stuff back and, and inside you're kind of, really what you're doing is you're kind of judging those other people, uh, prejudging them that they're not going to accept you and, and you're, uh, you're kind of thinking of yourself as maybe less than you really are but at the same time you're thinking of yourself as too good for them so you don't talk to them. Uh, it's, a, I mean, it's a common thing, it happens every day and, and I'll at work and at school and everywhere else. Uh, people who get in fights, a lot of times it just gets worse and people just continue to see it more their way and they hurt the other person and the other person makes the other person hurt them and say bad things to them. And I'm trying to give examples here of maladaptive behavior. And uh, you can go on and on. Uh, drug use and abuse, uh, alcohol, you know, sexual deviancies and stuff like that. But even for normal people who leave, live normal lives, uh, you know, overspending, uh, selfishness, uh, getting into debt, gambling issues, people, uh, people not being able to accomplish what they want to, maybe uh, never be, seeming to be able to accomplish their goals in, in short shifting themselves, uh, shortchanging themselves, or even, uh, what's the word? It's what you do if you you hijack yourself. That's not the word, though. Well, I'll think of the word later. Anyway, you, you, do, th you do things that are just uh, hurting yourself. Uh, if I think of that word, I'll insert it right here. Sabotage. That's the word, sabotage. There, that's where I just inserted it. So now you know what I mean. Uh, these are all examples of ways that we do things that are bad for us. It's maladaptive behavior. Adaptive behavior would be if you know we learn. Oh, that's not a good behavior. That just makes me sad. That that just hurts me. It's no fun. I'm going to change that behavior. It seems like that would be the normal response. But uh, we find all these things 
in life in which we do exactly the opposite. We just we persist in this these behaviors that uh, that hurt us, not to mention other people. But you could explain it another way if it was just other people. If it, you could say, well, that person's just being selfish. They're you know everybody's you know looking for out for number one. That's just the, the nature of humans, or if you believe that way, or nature of animals, whatever. But uh, no, this is this is stuff that definitely hurts oneself. So uh, maladaptive behavior. Why do we do it? The answer is uh, self-deception. Uh, we deceive ourselves. Uh, we see the world differently, and it also has to do with uh, self-justification. And how am I going to explain all that? Well, that'll that'll be where we stop today because. Uh, there's plenty to go into, but between now and next time, you might just Google Terry Warner and, uh, oh, there's an Arbinger Foundation, just like it sounds, Arbinger, that's kind of the, a business branch that's meant to help businesses avoid these kind of negative behaviors and so they can be more efficient and be better businesses. Um, I, I presume a, a branch that uh, Terry Warner and, and some others have gone on to try to uh, maybe maybe capitalize on it, or, for lack of a better word. But there's also he's also written other books. Here I'll go walk to my bookshelf right now, and I see up here um, the unpublished manuscript was called "Bonds of Anguish, Bonds of Love." And I, it was just a stack of papers. I requested it and, and this thing, and they they gave me, they either copied it right there and then they gave it to me or something. And I just, it was a stack of papers and I, I bought three rings so I could put around it and I read that like crazy. Um, ended up being a an intern, serving in an intern position for him for a semester, in which I got to read a lot of his other writings and it was just magical to me just uh, incredible and uh, took a bunch of classes from him just trying to get everything I could from him <coughs> okay the bonds that make us bonds that make us free which is the actual thing that was published by Shadow Mountain which is uh, kind of the Deseret Books uh, little, what do you call it, label, brand thing, one of theirs. Uh, there's some other thing, Leadership and Self-Deception, I think, is something else he wrote. But that one in particular is aimed, I think, at uh, like business leadership and maybe leadership in general. Anyway, uh, you can look him up and and maybe next time or one of these times I'll talk more about how that works, the self, the basic theory of it, self-deception, and how it's really self-justification is what's driving the uh, self-deception. Justification for what? Did something wrong? You, you, feel, you feel like you did something wrong, so you have to change the way you see the world. 
in order to make it right, and the way you change the world makes you blind to um, what you're doing and how, how you could help yourself. And it's uh, kind of life-transforming for a lot of people who have, uh, I guess, been blessed to come in contact with it. But it's uh, it's it's a touchy thing because you can't take it wrong, and it's hard to it's kind of hard to grasp. And uh, it's an interesting question why it hasn't spread more than it has because it really does explain some things in psychology that nothing else does, nothing else, and it's. It's accurate in its own sphere, but uh, it hasn't been, you know, brought into mainstream psychology by any means, unfortunately. Um, and I, I wonder if there's a way that somebody could present it that would make it become more mainstream or if it'll ever enjoy that. But it, I know it could help a lot of people if it uh, if it was digestible enough it's it can be a little challenging because i mean self-deception is you can intellectually understand it on one hand but you try to apply it to yourself and uh, the very nate by the very nature of it you can't you can't see it happening in yourself you can only intellectually see it happening the moment you see it see it then it disappears one of those things like uh, metaphysics, what's the teeny particle physics, whatever, dinky physics, uh, where once you observe something, it changes. You can't see it in a certain way. So uh, we'll talk more about that next time. But uh, for now, let's listen to some more fun music from uh, what I sent my family. And uh, I'll pick that and I hope you enjoy it and have a great week. Thank you.